help others and you'll get what you want. And that's what marketing should be is helping other people. Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to business life and coffee podcast with your boy, Joey Price. Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast. This week, I'm joined with my friend, Dan Moyle. He is the inbound evangelist. Now, if you don't know what that means, we're going to check it out and unpack that a bit with Dan. But also, you should know that Dan is the chief marketing officer of Interview Valet, and he's also a brother in podcasting. He's a podcast host of the Storytellers Network. So what we're going to talk about today is how to use inbound marketing to grow your business with real results. And we're going to talk shop a little bit with Dan because we're both fellow podcasters and we'll be at Podcast Movement 2018. Dan, thank you for joining the podcast. And Joey, I'm so excited to be here, my friend. It is, uh, it is good to connect. Hey, it's great to connect. And also, most importantly, it is great to connect over your first cheesecake or first <laughs> cheesesteak in Philly. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait, man. I'm so excited. I've been through Philly. I've been to Podcast Movement in, in Anaheim last year. Like, I'm just excited to get to Philly with Podcast Movement and a bunch of uh, kindred spirits and just have my first Philly cheesesteak officially. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. I, it'll be my first Podcast Movement conference. So, You'll be able to share my first conference. I'll be able to share your first cheesesteak. Fantastic. I'm in. Let's do it. Good deal. Good deal. So, Dan, <laughs> we are here to talk all about inbound evangelism, inbound marketing, but there's someone listening who has no idea what inbound marketing is. High level, yeah. what are three things people need to know about inbound marketing? Uh, well, it's definitely the opposite of outbound. Um, and we're so used to outbound things like TV commercials, billboards, and, and not that paid advertising is bad, but it's that interruptive, hey, let me get your attention. Whenever you're doing out, I want your attention. I need to just interrupt you, right? Inbound is more bringing people to you through helpful content, engaging content, mostly digital means. So, you know, when I use inbound, it's very much, it used to be blogging. Now it's a lot of podcast interviews, but it's social media, it's online content, it's video, and it's that digital aspect and bringing people to you because let's face it, Joey, those customers out there, they have the power, right? The internet has democratized this idea that it used to be the salesperson had all of the knowledge and information and now people can go find us. So sales has evolved, marketing has evolved, and it's bringing people to you rather than trying to interrupt their day. Yeah, Dan, there was a stat that I saw recently that said, Customers do not reach out to you until they've gone through 60% of the sales process. So mm -hmm. to your point, they're out there researching information, learning about different options and alternatives. And then by the time they get to you, they're ready to make a decision. And they're trying to figure out if you're the one to provide the service that they need. Yeah, it's an informational revolution. It's the no like, and trust economy. I mean, all these terms that you hear out there, that's, that's what we're talking about with inbound is bringing them to you when they're ready. All right, so let's get practical for a second. So you mentioned some of the ways that people are using inbound, like through social media, through blogging. What are some other ways that a, a person could use inbound marketing to grow their business? Well, you know, it comes down to, like you said, Joey, people are making that decision based on what they're looking for. So they're asking those questions. And who are they asking? They're asking Google, Siri, Alexa. You know, they're asking those questions. If you can answer them through that content, so as simple as blog articles, that's like still very, uh, very applicable today. So you can create, you know, if you have price points or you have, you know, our company versus these companies, you have 
a problem that you're solving with whatever service or product you have. And that can go, man, for consumers, for businesses. This is B2C, B2B. This is, uh, I like to steal Guy Kawasaki's saying, this is H to H, human to human. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's That's it's what it boils down to, right? Human to yeah. human relationships. I mean, whether yeah. you're working in a large enterprise or a mom and pop coffee shop, it's all about connecting with that person and helping them make a decision influence the sale. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think too, I mean, I think about it quite often in the larger scale relationship based businesses, but it can be a little bit transactional too, right? You can use inbound for e-commerce. It doesn't have to be a race to the bottom of the cheapest, you know, whatever. You can compete with Amazon without having to go to the lowest price when you're doing e-commerce. Um, my friend Sam did this. He wrote a book, uh, Sam Malakarjanan wrote a book called Inbound so how to beat Amazon, basically. I forget the exact name, but how to beat Amazon. And it's creating the inbound machine sales and marketing and communication um, to do that. And so, yeah, so starting, you know, I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but but thinking about it as if they're asking a question, we should answer it, right? And that's actually the title to a book that I read, uh, Marcus Sheridan. They ask, you answer. And it's that simple. We create some blog articles, answer those questions. Go, I mean, shoot, go on Quora, Quora.com and check out some of the questions there and just answer them and bring people to you with your content and teach them and help them. That is so important in today's information economy and knowledge economy. Dan Moyle, Chief Marketing Officer at Interview Valet and podcast host at the Storytellers Network. Now, let's focus the spotlight on you a bit. You have made a name for yourself by providing helpful marketing in the midst of a world of sexy advertising. And you've done that in the past in a boring industry. Tell us a little bit about that process because everyone may not be in a quote unquote sexy industry. Everyone may not feel like they've got the tools, skills, and abilities to do the quote unquote sexy graphic design or marketing or videos or whatever is the latest trend. Tell people your story. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Um, you know, it's funny because I never thought of well, my time in the mortgage industry. I never thought of it as a boring industry because I thought, gosh, we're helping home buyers and hopeful home buyers and these dreamers. They're realizing their American dreams. So to me, it wasn't necessarily boring. But I was asked to speak at the HubSpot event in Boston called Inbound, and and they asked me to speak about inbound marketing in a boring industry. And I thought, wait, <laughs> I'm I'm boring? Like what? But, but I, <laughs> that that sounds like it kind of hurt there, Dan. It sounds like kind of hurt. For, just for a second, right? An ego check. <laughs> um, but no, I thought, man, that okay, that's cool. Let's let's do this, you know, because more. I mean, let's face it, mortgages are paperwork and credit scores and all this junk that we don't want to talk about. It's so boring. But at the end of the day, we're solving for something that people really want. And so I went there and I, and I spoke and I thought that I'll have a few people in the room, whatever. Well, I ended up doing two encores that first year. So I spoke three times because so many people think they're in a boring industry, right? We think, okay, yeah, inbound marketing might work for, you know, the, the Googles and, and, and HubSpots of the world and these, these sexy advertisers that can write great stuff and blah, blah, blah. And ah, that's just not me. It's not my industry. Our business is different. <laughs> yeah. And, and every person says that. And so, so the whole boring industry thing really, it, it really comes down to this. You know, we can't all be selling uh, beer and sports cars and motorcycles and, and that kind of thing, right? We can't have that. And that frankly is outdated, right? No longer is our society looking at advertisements that have the guy with the beautiful woman on his arm thinking, well, I need that razor. It's still out there, but we're not fooled by it anymore. So what it comes down to is just, again, back to answering the question. So in that boring industry of mortgages, I began to create content. And back then it was eBooks, which I know so many people are like, oh, not another eBook. 
but 12 page ebooks of how to buy your first home with low credit, mm. um, how to buy a home with no down payment. Yes, it still exists. You know, what is a renovation loan and how can I make this starter home my dream home and all these different things that people are talking about and just creating a 12 page ebook that has some good graphics in it, you know, and then turning that into some blog posts that link back to that landing page where that ebook exists creating some videos where all I did was interview, you know, I, I was, I was the marketing guy there. So I was the host of these short videos and it was interviewing mortgage consultants or other experts and just saying, so Joe, you're, you're talking about uh, renovation loans. What does that mean for a first time home buyer? And we would answer the questions and in 10 minutes or less, you know, sometimes only two minutes, which is great. Uh, we would answer some questions and we got so many views and then converting those views into leads and then into customers, obviously, eventually. And so I was able to take that boring industry and all that content that isn't exactly sexy um, and yeah. turn it into $75 million to the bottom line of the company in new loans in one year. Man, that um, is super, super impactful. And you said that you'd rather help someone reach 50 ideal customers rather than 5,000 passive viewers. And mm -hmm. your story, I mean, if you ask a business owner whether they want customers or viewers, they're going to take customers every time because they've got a greater monetary value. And uh, this inbound strategy that you have clearly works. I mean, you had the light at the end of the tunnel and you crossed the finish line there. Trying to anyway. <laughs> Every day it's, it's trying, right? And, yeah. and, and everything's changing. I mean, I'm sure one of the overwhelming things for a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners and medium business owners, uh, for all of us, just as consumers, there's so much noise out there. There's so much to do and new tools. And do I use Snapchat? Do I use this? And it all comes down to knowing where your buyers are. You know, like you, you can't reach buyers without reaching viewers. I get that. Mm -hmm. But having those 5,000 viewers that do nothing, I don't care. But if I reach 50 ideal customers, if I could put you in a room with 50 ideal customers, gosh, what an impact. And so finding out where those buyers are, those you create a buyer persona and really understand who that person is. And you may have different buyer personas for different stages of the journey with them, but really understanding who they are and where they're spending their time so you can be there to be part of their conversation. You know, for home buyers, it was Pinterest. And I thought, yeah, right, Pinterest. What am I going to do with mortgages and Pinterest? Well, it turns out when you start to create dream home boards, people follow them and repin them. And we had a huge Pinterest following for a long time when I was there. So yeah, being where they are you don't have to be everywhere yeah. but be where they are hey dan this kind of go with me here i'm a little weird but uh <laughs> <laughs> so, so am i it's all right <laughs> so i used to be in a band uh, i was a, a christian hip-hop and rock band and my thought these days is that digital marketing and digital advertising has really confused the business owner about what you're talking about, about getting in front of the right audiences. Because when we were a band, we knew, okay, this is a great place to perform because we knew that the kind of people that were going to the show are the kind of people that would want to buy our music and listen. Nowadays, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as freelancers, as corporations, we can blast our information out into the world, but we don't know if that's the crowd that wants to be a part of our fan base or our tribe. And so when you were talking, I just got that visual picture in my head like, yeah, if I'm a if I'm a band, do I want to perform in front of Pinterest or do I want to perform in front of Twitter or do I want to perform in front of Instagram? Because when it's face to face, those people will get up and leave. But when it's a passive viewer, they, they'll just won't take action on your content. And that's probably worse. So I hope that wasn't too out there. But uh, no. I, I just I connect with visuals. <laughs> yeah, no, that was perfect. I, I love music. I'm, I never 
I played in a band, sort of, but I was never that good. Oh, what'd you I play? To, uh, I played bass. Oh, I'm a bass player, man. All right, player. nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it is that. I mean, it's it's that finding that right audience that will buy your albums and buy your merchandise and come back to the next show. You know, if you're if you're a, a Christian hip hop band, you're not going to want to play necessarily a country music festival. Yeah. Right. You know, or a secular something. You're going to want to be where your audience is and and then testing it. Right. I mean, I say you shouldn't play a country music festival, but shoot, test it. Go play one and see how sales are. And if it's terrible, okay, we won't do that again. Right. And same thing with social media. Try Twitter. But if you realize that you can't reach anybody and you're not getting any followers in a couple of months, then shut it down, move on. But don't, you know, I see businesses start social media accounts and then never be there. It's like opening up a new business in a town and never being there to actually answer the phone. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. So, yeah. So definitely test. Always be testing. Uh, yeah. So that brings up a great point. What are some of the metrics or numbers or KPIs that someone should be looking to evaluate how successful their inbound marketing strategy or their inbound marketing campaign has been? It's a great question, uh, Joey. It's, you know, you can't have customers without viewers and you can't have customers without likes or interactions. So there's a lot out there to kind of take in as a holistic point of view, right? I could have, let's say I have a YouTube video and I only have a hundred views. That seems like nothing, but if out of those hundred views, 50 of them clicked over to my website, and out of those 50, 80% of them yeah. converted into a lead, then I, then I have a great video. But if I have a million views and not a single one of them went to my website, then who cares, <laughs> right? Yep. And, and of course, I mean, part of that too is, is brand awareness, right? I mean, you want to have some buzz, brand awareness, that kind of stuff. So, so there's that portion of marketing too that we can kind of focus on, you know, because when, when somebody comes to you to do business and they say, man, I've seen you everywhere. I heard you on, you know, my favorite podcast. I saw you in a Facebook ad. I, I happen to cross paths with you on Twitter and, and obviously LinkedIn. You're always like, I just can't get away from you. That's important. But really at the end of the day, as much as we can measure digitally, uh, we should be measuring. And it's all about those conversions, right? If you can have the analytics that show you where they come from, how many of them converted and track them through that entire process and say, I know exactly where you came from. That's what you should try to measure as much as you can. Awesome. This is Dan Moyle, everyone. He is the Chief Marketing Officer of Interview Valet and a podcast host on the Storytellers Network. Dan, let's transition a little bit and talk about podcast interview marketing. And you call it the new holy grail of marketing. As you know, I work with Interview Valet. They have provided some phenomenal, phenomenal guests to the Business Life and Coffee podcast. And it's very clear that your team understands uh, my audience and the types of conversations that my listeners want to hear. So talk to me a little bit about podcast interview marketing and why you think it's the new holy grail of marketing. Yeah, man. I, I, I love this, this new category. I've been with Interview Valet for a year now, and I've known Tom, the founder, for about seven or eight years now. And I love watching his journey. And when he created, he, he basically created this category of podcast interview marketing based on the fact that when he had a book and other things to get out there, he just began to get on podcasts as a subject matter expert. And everybody went, oh, you know what you're doing. Will you work with me? Will you be my coach? I want to buy your book, whatever it is, because we get the chance to talk with great hosts like yourself, Joey, and be on an amazing shows like Business Life and Coffee and say, here's what I know and here's what I've seen and here's a story behind it. And people are listening. I mean, we are in their heads right now, which yep. is scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're in the car with them or, you know, I, I listen to podcasts while I'm out mowing my yard or doing my dishes, whatever. Like it's this kind of really personal connection and they get to hear us as if we're just talking at a coffee shop, having coffee, and you're asking me questions questions go, well, what about this? Well, this is, you know, and we go back and we get excited and they, okay, I, I want this. And so it feels very personal. You know, at one time being a guest blogger was the 
biggest way to send new traffic back to your website. If I go write a blog, like going back to the mortgage industry, right? If I write an article on a realtor's website or real estate agent's website about financing a home, people that are reading that website go, oh, well, this guy must know what he's talking about. He works for a mortgage company and he's on my favorite realtor's site. I'm going to click over and read his other stuff. And we have this really nice relationship, right? Well, guest blogging became at one point very for sale, right? Every every blog had a spot for sale, so you'd pay money and it became kind of, I hate to use the word slimy, but it mm-hmm. became much less effective, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's so much noise out there when it comes to blogs and writing, like how do you set yourself apart? And there's you still can. I mean, blogs are not dead by any means, but the guest blogging thing became less and less effective. So then doing this through audio and for those who do video with their podcast who do video, like that becomes so much more powerful. So it's a way to set yourself apart, become part of the conversation rather than try and rise above the noise and try and shout louder and cut through and blah, blah, blah. Just become part of the conversation because it goes back to if I could put you in a room with 50 ideal customers versus on a stage with 5,000 people who don't care who you are, where do you want to be? I want to be with those 50 ideal customers. Well, then let's talk about podcast interviews because, you know, I mean, the the numbers show that podcast listeners are typically affluent. uh, Mm -hmm. They have money to spend. They're interested in your content. They want to be there. They're ready to listen to you. So if you have a message and you have the the market that you know you want to reach and the machine to help turn all those listeners into leads, then podcast interview marketing is a great place to spend some time and effort and money. Yeah. So it's all about fit. It's all about fit. YouTube has become a focus. Sites like Periscope have become a focus. And now Instagram has launched its IGTV. So there is this new conversation being had around video marketing and why it's such a big focus right now. What is your take on video marketing and should people be thinking about using video marketing for their business? Yes, they should. Absolutely, they should. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be as overwhelming and huge as, oh gosh, video marketing. I need to create viral videos. I need to hire a studio. I need to do Facebook Live. I need to do like I need to do all these things, IGTV, everything. Take a minute, take a breath, first of all. <laughs> it's okay. Test out video when it comes to something as simple as just communication. So here's an example. When we bring a new client on an interview valet, one of the tasks of the who we call onboarding coordinator is to send them a reminder email. Hey, we're meeting in a couple hours to have our kickoff call to welcome you to the to our family. So here's the link to the Zoom meeting and everything else, right? We could send a text email and that may or may not get opened. It may or may not come through. It just doesn't really connect. Instead, what I do is I record a very short video, 20, 30 seconds through Loom on my email and it embeds right into the email. And I just say, hey there, if I was you, Joey, I'd say, hey, Joey, this, I'm Dan, your onboarding coordinator. Welcome to the interview valet world and to the whole strategy of podcast interview marketing. This is just a friendly reminder that we're meeting in a couple hours. Uh, all the information you need is down below for the Zoom meeting room. I'll be there on video. I can't wait to hear your story. I'll be taking notes so you get to sit and talk and just tell your story. It's going to be great. I'll see you in a couple hours. And that short video, they get to see me. They get to, you know, they get an introduction, right? It's a yep. little more personal. And so something as simple as that, that's where to start with video marketing. Now, from there, you can then begin to think about okay, if I want to once a week do a Facebook Live on my business and the problems we solve and, you know, whatever. Um, so I was listening to your show, Joey, and came across Scott Beebe's interview with you. Yeah, Scott. Yes, and I remember. Scott, Scott's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm actually friends with Scott. Um, we, we've met through various channels. And I and I came across one of his posts in, in Facebook that talked about his podcast on, uh, you know, he had a, a story from a guy that he was coaching and he just wanted to share it in his little thing. And so then he did this really short four-minute podcast. Well, you could do that on Facebook. 
Facebook Live, you know, sitting in front of uh, your desk or whatever. But please, for the love of everything holy, don't do Facebook Lives while you're driving or in your car. Just do it while you're sitting still, please. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I mean, using video in that way, you can begin to kind of kind of see where you don't have to think like, you know, Anheuser-Busch or, you know, Beats by Dre or whatever and say, okay, I have to make these amazing videos. You can use it for simple communication and begin to grow your comfort level and your and your thought process and your strategy by using video that way. This has been Dan Moyle, phenomenal guest. I can't wait to see you at Podcast Movement in Philly, my man. Uh, I want to give you the last word because I always give the guests the last word. So any final thoughts on conversations we've had today and how people can connect with you online? Yeah, man. Well, thank you, Joey. I look forward to having uh, our time in Podcast Movement, man. We're definitely... And the cheesesteak. And the cheesesteak. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, final thoughts, just real quick. I mean, if any listeners want to connect with me, the easiest way to do so is go to interviewvalet.com forward slash BLC for business life and coffee. Uh, there's some resources there. They're, again, being helpful, right? Yeah. There's resources there. You can connect with me on my social media and everything else. And for me, it all comes down to what Zig Ziglar said. You'll get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So keep Zig's words in mind, very wise, help others and you'll get what you want. And that's what marketing should be is helping other people. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to US-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.BusinessLifeAndCoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.